Welcome to the WatchQuan Podcast, where we discuss watch markets backed by numbers. This podcast is here to help you make smarter decisions about your watch portfolio because, indeed, we do see your timepieces not as just accessories, but as crucial pieces of your investment portfolio. And so, this is not the Hodinkee Podcast. Although we love Hodinkee, we're not here to wax poetic about the aesthetics of your watches. Instead, we'll deep dive into the markets. We're going to cover popular, surprisingly undervalued, overpriced, volatile watches, while we focus in on the market specifics, the dynamics, the trends, and hopefully we'll be spotting some hidden gems and really understanding the market drivers behind the price movement. So join us as we explore the exciting world of the watch markets, uncovering their secrets, and of course, the opportunities at hand. Welcome to WatchQuan.
demand and hype dynamics. And so this week we saw this watch trading on the hype and demand charts really low. So unusually low for a very, very cool watch um, that normally has a pretty solid demand and a pretty solid dynamic in the hype and demand space, very low this week. So when you see a watch that is priced fairly well for what it is, um, but then you see very low demand, it gets knocked down off of its high horse at undervalued down to underperform. So underperform, slight downtrend. This is probably a total avoid for us, uh, certainly for me, but uh, I can't speak for everyone. Okay, what's next? We have another AP here. So this is the underperform slight uptrend. So just a little bit different than the last one. This is the ceramic 26400AU. So this is a Royal Oak Offshore and on a slight uptrend, just barely to 0.84%. Still on an underperform because, again, same thing as last one. This is $25,000, by the way. That was the extreme high this week, uh, up from 24274 So just, just up, up about $1,000. And it trades today on our market place at, as a fair market value or an equilibrium price of 23615 So um, it's trading above our price, which means there's a divergence there, positive divergence. We always like to see if you're looking to buy a watch, but um, seeing something on an uptrend on an underperform means that it could just be kind of dead cat bouncing. That's often what we see when we see an underperform watch going to a slight uptrend. But if you see an undervalued watch going to a slight uptrend, that means there's that that means there's momentum behind the uptrend. Whereas when you see underperform, that means there's no momentum. It's low demand, low hype, and low price. All three spell disaster when you see a slight uptrend because it means that there's probably not much going on there, even though it might look like there is. Okay? Now, that's how I see it. I'm not giving advice. I'm not buying it. Okay. Next, another AP. We got a lot of APs this week. Okay, an AP Royal Oak Offshore, another brick, but this one's the Offshore, and it's a little smaller. Uh, beautiful, beautiful black dial with gold panned eyes. Uh, it's one of my favorite looking beautiful watches. I love this watch. I would buy it every day if I could because I love Royal Oaks and I love bricks and I really like this watch. I can't get, I can't get enough of this one the way, I look at it, the way it looks. It's gorgeous. Anyway, this one rated it undervalued and slight uptrend, which as we were just talking about is actually a pretty bullish indicator versus the underperforming slight uptrend. In this case, we see it um, moving up this week from 56.5 to 58.5, so that's a $3,000 move, which sounds like a lot, but for a very, very expensive watch, um, it was only 3%. Now the average price is 56.9, the uh, price on our marketplace is 55.6. Um, okay, so pretty high intrinsic value on this watch. Um, we actually don't have it all that high. I think it probably is a bit, a bit more. I'm not sure exactly how much this one weighs. I'll have to click into the market ticker to see that one. But uh, okay, so so because it's a pretty high intrinsic value, it's a little bit tough for this guy to go to the underperform level because realistically, to get it to go to underperform, it has to go down by well, $6,000 units um, to, to get you to another unit closer to another rating. But this one also has a consistently reasonable hype and demand, as you can see on our hype charts. Across across the year, it has performed pretty well uh, relative to other APs. So 
this one on the slight uptrend means there's some momentum on it and we like this watch or i like this watch at this i like i said at the very beginning i would buy this all day love it it's gorgeous and i would wear it and this is an amazing watch personally in my opinion um and i'll look in to see what the actual weight is on this watch because i'm interested to see yeah the underlying value on this watch is fourteen thousand two hundred dollars and that that's basically saying there's about nine ounces of 18 karat gold inside of this brick which makes sense that's about the weight of a brick and 75 percent of that is pure gold so that's fourteen thousand dollars right there seven ounces all right and that's why you see this watch sticking around in the undervalued spot but when you see also on an uptrend and you see the overall um, model material index for gold um, on a very very strong what looks like a very very strong uh, support bounce don't see any reason why with the macro environment as it is this watch won't continue up slowly um, probably a conservative way but I think this is a solid collector item uh, for anybody who enjoys gold and this particular watch and pandas okay it's got it's got it all <laughs> three more watches let's go we have uh, in the all three of these by the way are grouped together and they're all Rolex okay so we have market perform on a slight downtrend for all three of these so what does that mean when you see market performance slight downtrend? It's one of the least indicative indicators, right? We don't know. It's it's kind of a capitulation. We're not sure. At a market perform, it means that there's pretty good demand um, and or hype, and it means that it is trading around MSRP. So when you see that, that's usually a pretty good move. But if you see it on a downtrend, it means that it's probably going to stabilize there but but you never know it's it's really one of those non-indicator indicators it's kind of like in the middle who knows it's a, it's a coin flip as as most things are it's kind of a coin toss so uh down from fifty thousand last week to forty eight thousand this week and an average of 49 as is, was to be expected this watch trades at a, a little bit let's see um the intrinsic value on this watch we'll look at that in a moment this watch trades at uh, 49 five on our marketplace which is probably a little lower than matt drum would want to see i know that he's a big fan of this watch at over 50 but um what can you do it's on a downtrend yeah so our marketplace has it down as an underlying value of eleven thousand nine hundred and forty dollars because it's a solid gold and 40 40 millimeter presidential so uh this one probably weighs about seven ounces or six six ounces maybe a little bit more um and a little yeah, so there's about five ounces of pure gold in here, and that's why you have such a high price. Um, Mark Reform, yeah, I mean, this is a beautiful watch, and it's also probably, I mean, it's my opinion that this will probably be retired sooner than later, not because all green dials must be retired, but because this one in particular is super beautiful with rose gold, and um, I just don't think that Rolex likes to keep these, like, super collectible items around too long, because they uh, now they're in the market of CPO, right? So they have a conflict of interest, if you will, to continue printing, so to speak, these highly sought-after secondary um, secondary watches. In fact, every time they discontinue a watch, they get to uh, stop spending money on it and make money on the, the back half. So very interesting. Anyway, um, so really cool watch, and it is at a crossroads, as are all three of these watches. So that one. That's the last gold watch of the day. The next one is our GMT Master 2 Bat Girl. So, yeah, Jubilee bracelet. Uh, it's the 126710, and it's just a beautiful watch. It's a uh, fan favorite for sure, and 
this one going down, or sorry, excuse me, slightly up from the prior period of 16,900 just to 17,900, just barely. The average price movement of the of the week though was at 16.9. So with all the transactions taken into account, it was just below the the prior period. So yeah, interesting to see it move down slightly. Slight downtrend, market perform at $17,000. This watch seems a little bit over because our particular market uh, price for it is 16.5. That's where we like it. So would I buy this watch today? No. Would I buy this watch in general just because I will? This is awesome. Yeah. It's a cool watch. It's a beautiful watch, and I would love to have uh, a Batman on my wrist. So, anyway, that's Batman. And finally, we have the Rolex Black Sky. The Black Sky Dweller 326934, down 1.68% on average this week. Again, market performs like downtrend. It's capitulating at that at that level, so to speak. And it has this is the white gold um, white gold bezel, fluid bezel. It's, you know, very very cool, sleek watch. Um, and it's on a oyster bracelet. So this one, not too much to talk about here. Really, just a two percent move, a couple hundred bucks one way or the other. I don't really have any idea if this is going to go up or down from here. I just know that the Sky Dwellers are really cool watches, all of them, and that um, it might see some upside um, as steel moves up. So steel is stabilizing, as we've seen. Um, across the board in AP stabilizing low because it's gotten crushed in Rolex it hasn't gotten crushed as bad but it hasn't gone down all that much either pretty good support levels in steel so if there's a bounce in steel I, I suspect this watch which is a little bit of gold on it will also see a pretty good up move but am I buying it no am I selling it no it's just kind of in the middle all right so that is the entire watch to watch um, <clears throat> list kind of a long one this week but uh, like I said it's really worth pointing out some of the new things on the watch to watch page so if you scroll down on the watch to watch page beyond the list we just looked at you will see the overall market index which just gives you an idea of that you'll see the under over MSRP on all of these watches so for every watch in the index you'll see the light blue is the actual average price for the week and the dark blue on the bottom is the MSRP. So if you see big blue, big light blue and small dark blue, that means that it's, you know, really, really trading above MSRP. If you see little light blue and big dark blue, that means it's trading under MSRP. So you'll be able to very clearly see this when you're looking at the chart itself. Um, so it's really kind of cool, just good to visualize that. And then if you scroll down further, you'll be able to see our, our top mover swings. As usual, you'll see the stuff that went down big and the stuff that went up big. We have the AP Royal Oak really down big. Uh, the Rolex Cosmograph Daytona, Platona with the baguette dial, another one that went down big this week, surprisingly. And then the Seamaster was the outperformer of the week, absolutely crushed it, going up 13% in one week. Now, if you scroll down beyond that, we have some new stuff. We have the top performers for the gold sector, the two-tone sector, the non-precious sector, and the platinum sector. So we broke those down, and these are all of the um, high-rated uh, performers of these sectors. And you can actually filter here by brand. If you want to look at just the Rolexes, for example, you just filter for Rolex for any of them, or for AP or whatever you want to do. And you'll be able to see some of the highly-rated watches for the sectors. Um, based on material so that's new and um, it may be there for a while maybe not we'll see how people like it and uh, finally 
to cap it all off, we have the hype over time index. So we have all all of the watches have uh, we have we have sorry I should say we have hype data on all of the watches from this week, but we chose to only put um, about eight watches on here. We had to include the hype panda and the hype tono with the black dial because it's just hilarious to actually look at this chart. You see all of the watches. The closest one is the Batman or the Batgirl, um, which really doesn't even come. I think it's like one sixth the, the height of the um, of the hype tona, and the hype tona is only about half as high as the flat tona or, or the hype panda. Excuse me. So, um, in other words, you have the look. You have the Rolex Daytona stainless steel with the with the Saracrome bezels. These these watches alone, the hype that these watches have, outstrip. All of the hype of all the other watches on the list by a long shot so there's no wonder why they are stabilized at the thirty thousand dollar or so level um, along with a lot of other steel in in the rolex sector so interesting to see um, as we're saying just at the very beginning of this the macro picture of the entire market is very interesting i think we're coming to a point now if i could, if i may speculate here where form factor is a big deal where we will see Watches that are unique in form and at a good price will probably outperform no matter what material they're made of because we have plenty of money sloshing around because of you know, outperformance on the NASDAQ and tech. So there's going to be plenty of money there. Even with the fear, the fear is going to cause a lot of money to go into people who are looking for alpha on gold watches or looking for protection or safe haven status. Um, everybody wants to put something in their safe that they know is going to be worth more later or at least the same amount if possible and so that's what gold watches do for you so um, there's room for both and that's why I think we're seeing you know the really unique um, stuff like there's nothing like a Saracrome bezel hype panda um, in the world even the even the, the black dial Daytona white golds they look sort of like them I mean they look exactly like them without the Saracrome bezel obviously but um, they aren't them right um, so so they do have a distinct difference, they're beautiful watches, and they're really high demand. I think they're probably just gonna stay like that. I don't see any reason why they would go down. And when you look at the actual year in total, you see it spike big in July, um, and then head down pretty strong in October, and then spike big again in November. And then it stayed pretty consistent until March when it spiked again. Uh, March 26th, just before, in fact, in fact that's uh, just before the Watches and Wonders, it went all the way up to the tippy top, highest there was, and then it stayed pretty high. April 16th was kind of low, but then you know, uh, two weeks ago, we saw it really high again. So um, no, no, no real downtrend of any sort in this watch, or in these watches in particular, the, the two steel Daytonas, um, the rest of the watches you can't even tell honestly because you probably, I probably shouldn't be zooming into them I should take these lodges out of here just to be able to do it so um, but anyway yeah I mean really just interesting to see I just wanted to put this on here for this week we may not do this every week but um, just seeing the difference in demand and hype for these two watches versus every other watch is kind of hilarious so I hope that you all enjoyed and find it as funny as I do um, how much these are in demand I don't have one and I can't imagine anybody actually demanding it at 30k but like I said form factor is important if it looks unique and it's the only one of its kind there will probably be demand for it at this point if, if it looks unique it's a, 
only one of its kind and it's cool um, same thing with the John Mayer right and it's a unique watch it's gorgeous and it's cool and there's nothing else like it that's gonna see I think a continuation of massive demand um, even when it's gone down considerably this week which it did um, and um, this is also another reason why I think you see Patek Philippe going down right so why why is Patek Philippe overall going down we saw this week it actually did take a tiny tick up 0.1% tick up but that actual you know if you look at the entire index what's going down are the gold watches um, in particular the Calatravas and the world timers the calendars and even the um, excuse me even the yeah just a lot of Calatravas going down here the complications um, also heading down so yeah you just see so many round watches from Patek going down over the course of this this uh, not just this week but really over the last few months why is that it's my speculation that you will see precious metal watches from Patek going down because they charge an arm and a leg for them 70 80 90 thousand dollars for the college travels are down in the 30 to 40 thousand dollar levels MSRP so if you walk into a boutique and you have to wait two years to buy something why would you buy that when you can go into an IWC boutique and buy it right now for half the price and essentially no offense I love Patek but even Breitling has uh, the you know the Daytoras that look incredible and they look like annual calendars or, tri or I think uh, triple dates so um, realistically the Pateks have like nothing special going on today when they are not in a in a Patek form versus if you of course if you look at them in you know the 5711 it looks like nothing else in the world and so I think that we'll always see uh, serious demand because it is a very special watch so you know you see that and it's it just holds up at that hundred thousand plus dollar level in all of its forms and there's a good reason for it and uh, you know it's it's unique and it's a Patek it's unmistakable but um, the rest of the watches in the round category or even in these uh, rectangular categories they look like they could be a Jaeger the uh, Coutre or they could be um, you know they could be an, an IWC so that's what I think and if, if you if you take that across the board you know what's the what's the best deal for a watch that looks a certain way that's not a low quality watch I think that's the one you're gonna see get a lot of uh, a lot of buying a lot of demand and then um, when it comes to the really really high-end watches the watches that are collectors to investment grade watches those are going to continue to be stable here because of the fear market so there we are. That's my that's my thesis. I want uh, and hope that Gustavo will come on the podcast next week and destroy me and say I'm I'm totally wrong, and I can't wait for that. But um, thanks everybody for listening in. I hope that you enjoy. And if you head over to the platform, do please get verified, um, so you can uh, be safe in our community. We're trying to keep everybody safe here to make sure that everybody's verified. No criminals allowed. No offense. If you're a criminal. But uh, you won't make it through our verification process because we don't allow criminals to trade with us. Um, and, uh, you know, if you'd like to check it out, do it. If you're a trader and you like what you hear, our data platform is getting deeper and better as we continue to onboard new team members here, economists, developers, and, uh, and, and cloud architects. Um, we are going deep on this platform here, and this is a platform not so you can be a good trader yes it will help you do that but so you can be a good anything when it comes to watches you want to buy watches better no matter who you are no matter what you do you can do it with our platform and you can do it for free 
Um, so please come, uh, join us, get verified, and if you want to trade with us, if you want to become a broker with us or otherwise, contact us. Let us know, um, and we will talk to you. Thanks so much for listening in. Um, and listen, everybody needs to needs to know watches are not going anywhere. There's something new and special about watches, and it's not just uh, from 2019 to now. Something has shifted in the world, and watches have a new place in the hearts of the masses for decades. I promise that. We'll be here next week and every week thereafter. Thanks so much for joining us on the Watch Watch Market Podcast. Everybody, 